118 of the Media Boat Podcast. If you're new, if you don't know what we are, we are a podcast that discusses movies, television, video games, and music, not necessarily in that order. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. We're here to give you the 411 on. Yes. 411. The 411, because anybody under the age of 30 has no idea what that is. Right? I mean, I barely know. Oh, we're in such a I am under the age of 30, fun fact. I know. And I barely, barely know what 411 is. I I just... I know it's the information number. Yeah. That you call? It's it's the city. Was it for the city? Yeah. Was there a human being on the other side of 411? I believe 411 was a human being, but it was specifically pertaining to the city you called. Information about the city you called. Yeah. Not not, not not general information. General information. Alright, we are wildly off topic already. Because general information hotline is just Google. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, the internet now fulfills that task. Oh, yeah. But the Media Boat Podcast is where you get information about those things that I mentioned before. And we always start with information about movies. And we always start with that information with... The box office. The weekend box office numbers. Now, we had another easy one last week. We called this... Um, your new debut uh, thriller from the mind of John Krasinski uh, mm. has uh, taken first place. A Quiet Place earned $50 million in its opening weekend. Yes, uh, John Krasinski was the director, not Correct. the uh, creator or the I story mean, behind. Sure. But, but he did get a writing credit, though. Yeah. But yeah. he directed it, he stars in it. Yes, he and produces And he this. produced it, so he made this happen, yes. regardless of where the story came from originally. Yeah. So, uh, he definitely Three. deserves at least some of the credit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Quiet Place was your number one. $50 million is a pretty solid debut for a movie like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ready Player One dropped to number two, with $24 million to add to its total. Blockers, your K-Cannon comedy... Uh, debuted to twenty million. Your what comedy? Kay Cannon is the director and writer of that movie. Oh, okay. She uh, was a writer on a couple of sitcoms. She wrote for Thirty Rock, Parks and Rec, I, uh, and uh, New Girl. Okay. Uh, See, I also, refer to it as that John Cena movie. Also, the uh, screenwriter for Pitch Perfect, all three. Well, I knew she was Pitch Perfect involved. Yes. So yeah, that's that's her deal. So yeah, good for good for Kay. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther moves down to number four. Uh, still in the top five, eight point seven million dollars, and rounding out your top five, Tyler Perry's Acrimony gets an acrimonious eight point three million dollars to add to its total. Oh, get the thing out of theaters! It's, it's probably almost on its way out because here are your new releases for the weekend that is ahead of us. Yes. This weekend you have Borg versus McEnroe, which is not about McEnroe facing off the Star Trek enemy, the Borg. No, that is instead a tennis <laughs> match. I know. Uh, starring one Shia LaBeouf. Yes. Uh, about uh, Borg playing Johnny McEnroe. I think he plays Johnny McEnroe in that film. Right. Also this weekend, the horror movie Truth or Dare. Uh, appropriately Woo! comes out because it is Friday the 13th, everyone. It's creepy. Yep. Something called Sergeant Stubby, an American hero? Yeah. What is this? This is an animated film about a tiny uh, dog in the military. Okay. 
I saw one trailer for this. I thought it looked dumb. The Sergeant animation. Stubby. Sergeant Stubby? It's uh, not a Pixar film. Okay. That's all you need to know. That's all I need to know. You are correct. <laughs> Lastly, what will be your number one movie this coming weekend is The Rock in Rampage, based on the video game that no one remembers. Speaking of things you don't know what it is if you're under the age of 30. <laughs> yes, I was actually surprised when the doctor said that she used to that Play she knew rampage. about the rampage video game. I mean, they may have had some rampage rampage machines at like local pizzeria or something. Yeah, I could see a rampage machine being in there. Mm-hmm. So that checks out. But yeah, uh, those are your new releases this weekend. So yeah, we don't even need to talk about. It. I'm sure rampage is your number one. Uh, rampage is now trending to uh, land somewhere in the 30s. Yeah, 30 million dollar range. The, the tracks. Yeah, between between thirty and thirty six, uh, but that means a quiet place. Assuming it even gets, let's say, the thirty percent drop, that's gonna yeah. put it just under thirty dollars. Yeah, it's not quite. Yeah. All right, it'll be close though. But speaking, Rampage will win out because of yes. Dwayne Rock Johnson. But speaking of a quiet place, you saw it. You want to talk about? Oh, I'm sorry. We can't talk about a quiet place. Well, not so loudly, or else we die. Yes, listen to John Krasinski and just go, shh. All right, so what's up with The Quiet Place? You saw it. Uh, yeah, this is not a horror film, even though it is. Also, I hate that everyone... Um, <laughs> I hate that sentence, the... that's what I hate. <laughs> also, I hate that everyone in the media keeps calling them monsters when clearly they're aliens. Well, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know what they are. Well, you yeah. tell me. So they're aliens. Well, yes, because there's uh, newspaper clippings that say, Meteor struck, monsters emerge. But clearly that means they're aliens. I mean, sure, yes. Yeah. But, yeah, everyone keeps calling them monsters. <laughs> I mean, aliens can't be monsters. Yeah. It's like a square tri- a square rectangle thing, right? Y- yes, it's a square rectangle. Yeah, because, like, the, you're, you're saying that they, 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 I mean, yeah, they, they're not mutually exclusive. You can have an alien monster. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um, it's a really good movie. Okay, good. Uh, definitely suspenseful. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, John Krasinski and wife Emily Blunt star. Uh, right. If you want to see Emily Blunt, like, seriously act. like, not like Do act, I? Not like act serious, but like show her range. This sure. is like... The, she doesn't speak a whole lot in this film, but like her... Emotion, From what like I understand, acting, there's not a whole lot of dialogue at all in this film. Yeah. It's all very quiet. It's all either yes. like whispered or sign language. Yes. Um, which is on purpose because the creatures uh, track you via sound. Right. And the creatures are actually designed specifically to that effect, which I thought was a really cool idea. That was really, cool really idea. neat. Because they have like really huge, basically large eardrums mm-hmm. and no eyes, so they only result on uh, audio cues. So I could see this going sour in one very specific way. I mentioned this because uh, my coworker had this experience and okay. told me about it. Loud theater can ruin this movie. He was saying that he had some people nearby him that couldn't stop talking. Oh. And it's he said that it, one, completely broke the tension of the film, and two, made it hard for him to enjoy it. Well, one, anybody talking in a theater will, I mean, will ruin a yes, movie. Yes, but when your concept of your movie is, hey, nobody talk. And yet, for some reason, people <laughs> go to a movie to talk? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So, yeah. Those people are dumb. And, well, because I saw this in uh, RPX, IMAX, big screen. Right. Dolby surround sound. Uh, so the sound design was 
great. It was amazing. I hope the thing gets nominated. For for some sort of sound editing, sound yeah, mixing. Yeah, sound, sound mixing. Not yeah. editing, but sound mixing. mixing. Yeah, because sounds is hard. Sound is hard. Yeah. Turns yeah. out. Yeah. Um, you can't cover it with dialogue, so you have to get everything. Right. And everything has to, like, stand out. And it's great, but it also, like, builds tension. And the, the score helps build it as well. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. definitely well, well done. Well made. Well done, John Krasinski. Um, I have my full thoughts about it on our website. Mediaboatpodcast.com Yes. Uh, but the one thing that does, like, stand out is that it reminds me a lot of uh, last year's horror film, Get Out, in that mm. it's a horror film, but it doesn't take that genre too seriously. Well, not too seriously, It does but, its own thing. Yeah, it does its own with thing within some it. some of the tropes of a horror movie. Like, at the core, it's not a horror film, it's a family film. Okay. Because they have same, like, there's family dynamics about, like, kids growing up and, like, needing to take care of each other, but it's set within a horror, um, a horror genre. Yeah. So, like, a lot of the horror suspense is set in the backdrop, I want to say, even though, like, it does, like, rear its head, like, at several points because it's... You know, plot points. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, this is a family film. Yeah. It's a family film about, sur- about survival, about uh, kids growing up, um, you know, accepting their responsibilities, their roles, and learning to become their own man. Except the main person is a female, so... So their own person. Yeah, becoming their own person. Let's say... Yeah. All right. Uh, definitely worth checking it out. Um, cool. I mean, make sure nobody around you He's is talking, talking, I guess. I guess. Yeah. So on the patented yeah. media boat scale, what do you give it? Oh, go see it. Uh, go see it. Yeah. All right. Definitely go see it. So spend money on this movie. Yeah. Um, go support uh, John Krasinski. smaller films. I mean, it's not a huge thing. Uh, no, it was only uh, 17 million to make, I want to say. That's pretty cheap. Yeah. I think, I think that's what we have. Uh, yeah, down, right? that's what you have down. Yeah. So, yeah, $17 million and made 50 on its opening weekend. Not bad. Yeah, pretty good. All right, cool. Now, uh, let's. did you see anything else in a theater? In a theater? This week. Before uh, we move on. No. Okay. No, no, no other movies. I think I was I was supposed to see Blockers. Yeah. I uh, was around to it. I'm going to see it okay. with the doctor at some point. But, yeah. All right, cool. That segues perfect then into a story about a quiet place. This is less a story, news story, and more just a fun fact. Yeah. Uh, so, you mentioned that the movie is about family. Well, it just turns out that uh, the daughter uh, that uh, uh, of John Krasinski's character, yes, the, film, the, the daughter in the film, the one uh, actress uh, Millicent Simmons, yes. is actually deaf in real life. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, that actually plays an important plot point mm. in the film. So it was John, apparently, who pushed to cast a deaf actress in the role, even though the role originally called for a deaf deaf character. Well, that makes sense. Uh, I don't know well, why he said even though. Well, because, you uh, know, studios wanted, you know, someone yeah. you could actually communicate with. Well, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Also, uh, probably, probably one uh, named actress, too. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, he said she came to the set and taught everyone sign language. It was really amazing and it brought an extra depth to the film. Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. 
Uh, you don't have to hire someone else to do it. Just, you know, do it yourself. It's the real thing. Yeah. Moving on, our next story is about a little follow-up on Cannes uh, Film Festival. Yeah, so we talked about this two weeks ago, about how Cannes was going to not have streaming services compete Correct. Uh, yes. for awards. So yeah, streaming services were banned for the bigger awards of the of the festival. And Netflix has now threatened not to bring any titles to the festival unless they're able to submit them for competition. If they go through, that means films from directors such as Paul Greengrass, Jeremy Saulnier, and Orson Welles... Wait, what? Yes. Uh, ...would be pulled. That, that is correct. Uh, Net, uh, Netflix has finished Orson Welles' last film. Oh, okay. And they were planning on screening it. All right, so but it's not I, really directed by oh no no it's like a dead man. It, it's like it's like co-directed <laughs> zombie Orson Welles yeah. <laughs> directing their film. The, the head of Orson Welles. Uh, a final decision, however, about this uh, won't be made until Can announces its official official lineup on Thursday. So, do you think they have enough weight to push around to make this happen? What Netflix? Yeah. No. No? No. You I think they can they, stick to their guns and yeah. just, just not include them? Well, well, cans will turn up their nose to Netflix Stop and be like... say cans. Okay, James Kahn. <laughs> yes? James Kahn will turn up James his Kahn nose... James himself. Will turn up his nose uh-huh. to the streaming services yeah. and not allow them to uh, get awards. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um, side note uh, to this story... Well, it has nothing to do with like the, the streaming in Canada. Uh-huh. It's just that um, apparently there may or may not be a surprise screening of Solo at Cannes. At Cannes. Yeah, at, at Cannes. Okay. That'd be weird. Yeah. There may or may not be. Okay. There may or may not be because it's supposed to be a secret uh, screening. Uh-huh. But the fact that I'm even reporting about it means someone <laughs> must have leaked it. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a secret or yeah. it's not happening? Yes. Or it's like someone's wish list. Alright. Well, we'll find out, I suppose. Yeah. Moving on, our next story is about copyright law. Yes. We have an advancement in the field of copyright law. Wait, we have breaking news from no, the front? No. No? No. Okay. Let's, see, let's see later. Alright. Uh, that's in our sports section. <laughs> in our sports section, we'll report on that. But for now, let's talk about copyright. Yeah. So... As you know, uh, copyright law has been a thing that a lot of people forget. Stuff is supposed to go into the public domain, but large corporations like Disney have kind of made that harder to do. But it looks like beginning January 1st, we're going to have a handful of works that will be in the public domain. And this is significant because stuff should have been coming out at a consistent basis. Should have. But since 1998... Right. Um... Nothing has really entered the public domain since then. So, that will change in January. Works from the year 1923 will be going into the public domain. Uh, So, this is, as you mentioned, the first time since the renewed protections that were introduced in 1998 that hundreds of books, musical scores, and motion pictures will enter the public domain. Some of the works include the highest box office performer of 1923, a movie called The Covered Wagon by Paramount. (laughs) Sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> uh, the original version of The Ten Commandments by director Cecil B. DeMille. Which most people don't know about. And uh, several Charlie Chaplin movies, including two he directed. Congress has until the end of the year to enact new copyright laws, or we could be seeing a huge wave of media 
into the public domain every year starting right next I, year. Right now, I think current copyright, like what as it is right now, is 95, 95 years. I think. Well, what's the math here? Yeah, because 2019 yeah. minus 1923? Yeah. Because 5 plus 18 is yeah. 20, 23. Okay. So, yeah. So, 95 years is the current length of copyright. Originally, it was supposed to be 55 years. Basically, the length of a lifetime to make your money on it. But then corporations happened. Yeah. And Disney, Mickey Mouse, and... and the the money of powers that be kept extending it and extending it and the last one was twenty years yeah in nineteen ninety eight which gives us our current uh, ninety five year which you know we're not just making an even hundred but yeah like a hundred years or so yeah roughly stuff will be entered in the public domain and public domain is is important it is. Uh, it allows creativity to flow through everyone. I mean, yeah, it allows you to see classic stuff and read classic things. Also, it frees up adaptations, as we've learned. It's right. very easy to ad- adapt things that are in the public domain. Just ask Disney. Just ask Disney. All of their oh, films have been... Uh, the entire based... works of Shakespeare yes. are in the public domain. And, man, would the world be different if they weren't. Yeah. If some British guy was still just collecting royalties... Or, or corporations, yeah, a publishing company. Yeah, what if? Yeah, what if like Shakespeare Incorporated still owned all the Shakespeare works? That's yeah. insane. Yeah. You so can, yeah, you have any any variation of Romeo and Juliet. So is this a big deal that could continue potentially to be a big deal, as long as Disney and other such companies don't get their grubby hands all over it and try to uh, pressure Congress. So we'll find out. Right, and, and I think that's what uh, the last thing we're going to say on this here is. Um, yeah. We're gonna copyright will will still will allow public domain stuff until nineteen twenty nine. I want to say because that's when Sleeping Beauty, or not Sleeping Beauty, Snow White. Yeah. Will will officially enter public domain, and Disney will go <laughs> no. It'll be like not happening. And then we'll have this whole debate yet again. again. So yeah, just wait. Yeah. All right. Moving on to someone who, whose works will never be in the public domain. T.J. Miller. Oh, this is a fun one. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. He's had quite a weekend. He's had quite a year, too. Uh, not uh, calendar year, but like the last 12 months l- let's just, of T.J. Miller has not been great. It's been on a, quite the decline. So, uh, first thing, I mean, we're, we're reporting a little bit of background on where T.J. Miller is at yeah, right now. Because we, we like, have never officially reported on uh, it. A while ago, we reported on this very podcast that he would be leaving his show, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Then, after that, it was reported that uh, there was accusations of assault and uh, misconduct uh, uh, towards uh, Mr. T.J. Uh, he was berating yeah. staff uh, on Silicon Valley. Yes. Uh, following all of that, he somehow managed to do something weirder. Uh, so here's the deal. The actor was arrested on Monday night at LaGuardia Airport in Queens. LaGuardia. LaGuardia. Sorry, I'm not New Yorker enough. I don't have the York. <laughs> York. Yeah. This vowel sound. Uh, the stress. After the actor called 911. <laughs> <laughs> he called 911. That's the number you call. Not 411. That's not what I have, 911. That's 911. Yes. I messed up. <laughs> to report 
that he was on Amtrak train 2256 and that a female passenger had a bomb in her bag. Miller said she kept checking her bag without taking anything out, kept asking the first class attendant what the next stop was, and seemed to want to get off the train and leave her bag behind. According to the complaint, the officer detected slurring in Miller's voice and was later charged with, quote, intentionally conveying to law enforcement false information about an explosive device on a train. And here's where things get even worse. <laughs> the charge carries a maximum term of five years in prison. Investigators later determined that Miller had actually been traveling on a different train. <laughs> Not the number he had indicated. Yes. And had multiple drinks on the train and was removed in New York because of intoxication. He had also been involved in hostile exchanges with a woman who was sitting in a different row from him in the first class car. Right. Uh, Man. Yes. <laughs> Apparently this is this was his way of getting revenge on that woman. Uh, by putting himself in prison. By, yeah, yes, by, by calling 911 to get her forcibly removed from the train. So this is your this is your low, this is your bottom of the barrel low moment if you're TJ Miller. Yes, right? But as the president has clearly shown, <laughs> rock bottom can clearly hit new lows. Yeah, there's there's beyond bottom now. <laughs> So yeah, this so, is bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he kind of deserves it. Uh, he's he's making some lousy choices in his life. Right. So, uh, whatever. You, you will notice that he was never in any marketing for Ready Player One. Yes. Which he is a voice in. Oh, uh, he is in maybe a second of the Deadpool 2 marketing campaign. Yeah. One of his worst decisions, however, and this is a perfect segue into... A couple things that I watched, uh, even though they're from last year, so I won't dwell too much on them. Yes. I watched another bad T.J. Miller decision, which was the Emoji Movie. Oh, that's right. He started as meh. He <laughs> is the main Emoji in the Emoji Movie. So yeah, I took a bullet for all of you. I watched the Emoji Movie. Uh, Did don't... you drink while you were doing this? No. Well, that there's a problem. <laughs> so don't do that. Don't do, don't do the wrong thing that I did. Don't make these mistakes. We're warning you, even though there's something we already knew going into this. Yes, I mean, I should have known. I did know. We watched anyways. But yes, uh, the Emoji Movie is very, very bad. I, I'm going to give you an example of... I did this with my coworker today. I'm going to give an example of what level these jokes are on by having you guess a gag. Old man writers? Anyone can write this gag, and you're going to hopefully get it in one guess. Okay. Um, is it an eggplant? The... There is an eggplant emoji in the movie, but that's not where I was going. Oh. It's not used in the way that you think. All right. Uh, <laughs> I guess it ahead of time, but uh, go ahead. Give me the setup. So the emojis at one point walk past emoticons. Okay. What is the gag? A visual gag about the emoticons. You have one guess. They, they look sideways at it? Like, huh? No. Okay, fine. You have more than one guess. <laughs> this is exactly what happened to my coworker. No, you can write this joke. What 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 is the gag about emoticons compared to emojis? What that they're outdated? Yes. So what are they depicted as? Old people. Yes, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> that is the level of humor of this movie. Wow. And it never extends above that or below that. Well, I mean, it does extend below that because it literally has Patrick Stewart as a poop. Yeah. Like Sir Patrick Stewart for like three scenes, by the way. Oh, he is not used that much. I mean, thankfully, but at yeah. the same time, like you would think by the marketing, he would be in that movie a lot more. Right, but no, no, <laughs> no, he's not. Uh, but it is supremely boring. It, it's 
Yeah, it's bad. Don't see it. Uh, I also watched a movie from the same week in 2017, uh, Atomic Blonde. Yeah, funny enough, those two came out the same week. Uh, Counter-programming. Definitely. Uh, Charlie's Theron beats a bunch of people up, uh, stuff explodes, um, James McAvoy gets to be uh, uh, a a weird, weird, disheveled, handsome... James McAvoy. (laughs) Handsome, thuggish dude. Uh, Charlie's Theron uh, gets to uh, mack it with a lady. Uh, it's a fun movie. Uh, it's a spy movie, and there's some double crossing going on. It's uh, yeah, it's got some twists near the end. It's it's a fun action movie with some really hard hitting uh, fight scenes. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, so check that out. It's on HBO right. if you guys have the app. Well, so, speaking of HBO, I actually did end up watching a movie okay. from HBO. Would you watch on HBO? Oh yeah, we'll talk about it now because kind of it's TV yeah, and might movie. As well. We're on the we're yeah. on the precipice of television. Yeah, uh, I watched Paterno. This is a good way into sports too. Okay, but yeah, uh, Paterno. Al Pacino on... as Joe, Joe Paterno. Paterno. Yes, um, Al Pacino plays Joe Paterno, uh, following the Jerry Sandusky, um, basically stuff that came out. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Controversy. Well, no, because uh, I think he was, he was convicted. Yes, he was. So it's not controversy. Well, yes, but it was beforehand. Well, yeah. <laughs> Scandal. That's what I'm looking Scandal. for. Scandal, yes. Yes. With, um, what's Jerry Sandusky Scandal starring Kerry Washington. <laughs> yes, somehow. No, so yeah, what's up with the, uh, Pacino? Is he good so, at it? Uh, what's up with that? This is thing? really good. It's a really yeah? good film. Good. Um, Al, Al Pacino does a great Joe Paterno. Uh-huh. Uh, expect him to win some awards for this thing. Okay. It's it's that good. Uh, the basic story is that following it's it's a week. The timeline is a week, and it's from when the story first got national attention, through him being forced out at Penn State, to him making an official statement about it. That all happened within a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it so it just chronicles that week in a two and a half hour. Uh, period. Right. Well, you know, film. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a movie. In a movie. Yeah. But, okay. yeah. Cool. It's definitely worth checking out because, you know, a lot of this stuff is, one, important. Two, this thing happened five years ago. It's been five years since since the Jerry Sandusky thing. Yeah. And it really has. that just, like... Where's the time yeah, go? where'd the time go? Was it, like five, or, like, five or seven years now? Yeah. So it's definitely worth checking out. So that's on HBO. That's on HBO. Now, uh, yeah, it's on okay. HBO. Well, go. Yeah, I meant now, now is in the time. Yes, yes, I know you did. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. Also HBO now. But also HBO now. In stores now. All right, let's move on to television and, of course, sports. Yes. So playoff hockey is here. Playoff hockey is here. Hockey. We are watching it right now. Yes. Uh, the NHL hockey season ended on Saturday. Uh, the brackets are set, and it's today. Uh, as of this recording, is the first night, or I guess day, because I'm playing day, um, of the Stanley play Stanley Cup playoffs. Right. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So um, the next two months will be filled with hockey, and uh, gonna be looking forward to that. Cool. Um, also, 
because NBA coincides with the NHL, yep. the NBA will be also ending. Also, it's done. Uh, it will be done, about. yeah, uh, in a couple days now. Regular season. Yeah, regular season. And funny enough, in the East, there's like four or five teams still vying for a playoff spot. So that could get interesting in the last couple of days here. Um, we also had the Masters this past weekend. We did. So yeah. how did Spieth do? Spieth. So Spieth had an amazing Spieth. first day. Uh-huh. And then crapped the bucket the next two. Oh, no. But How could he do he that to that bucket? But he was able to rally uh, in the last, uh, the, the, okay. the last day to make it interesting. Uh, but he was uh, too far away from the leader. Uh, I think I don't have your uh, Reed. Yes, Mr. Reed. Um, also uh, going on. Uh, let's be real. The most important rampage in our life is the Rams mascot rampage. <laughs> oh yes, uh, shout out rampage the Rams. We actually have a shout out here. Shout out. Yes, if you are watching the Kings uh, play the Las Vegas Golden Knights, that game was taking place in we... Las Vegas. Uh huh. Yes, if you look. Just to the left of the L.A. Kings bench, you will see two Elvis lookalikes on the glass <laughs> next to the Kings bench. Okay. Uh, Spieth, uh, yeah, going back to Spieth, uh, he went nine under on the last day, which tied for the best round ever Damn. at the Masters. Damn. Uh, a 64, for those of you keeping score, because a 73 I... is... Is par. After that performance, I have one question. Did he make a toast to how awesome he did? <laughs> Sorry. Well, because he didn't win, he didn't give a speech. <laughs> there it is. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Speed. Uh, okay, that will do it for sports. Now, pseudo sports. Oh, what else do I have down there? That's it. You went through everything. Okay. NBA, NHL, and Masters. Except for one pseudo. We have to talk about pseudo sports. Oh. Uh, <laughs> We're talking about it because ESPN talked about WrestleMania it. WrestleMania happened this weekend. Yeah. Um, and that's all I have to say about it. I watched it. You probably you probably watched it if you're a wrestling fan. Here, Ronda Rousey made her uh, WWE debut, and yes. actually, apparently, wasn't that bad of a fight. Well, yeah, well, or the, fight. I mean, it wasn't that bad of a performance match. Performance. I don't know what they call it. Uh, what do they call a wrestling a wrestling match? Yeah, match. It's a cage match. Match seems wrong. It's a, it's a wrestling match. Ma- ma- like a tennis match. Yes, uh, match. he would have toasted if he won. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. it's a match. It was a, a spe- match. It was a speech joke. Get it? Speech, speech. Yes. But yeah, Ronda <laughs> Rousey uh, was yeah you know, yeah. She, she's doing that whole like cross acting thing. I'm so glad she's it doing makes sense. That. It makes more sense. I think yeah, like a post UFC thing. I think that makes sense for her. Yeah. It's an interesting career pivot. It is good but for her. It's also like really uh, smart. So if now, you watch her right here when yeah. they go by. What I want now though is right there, for Elvis. her to bring her Pokemon fandom into the ring. I want her to name a, like a signature move after a Pokemon. <laughs> That's the next step, right? In yes. The Ronda Rousey legacy. Yes. Get that Nintendo uh, sponsorship. So yeah, uh, I ended up watching <laughs> WrestleMania. Yeah. In its entirety. Okay. I don't know how I survived it. I don't I know was, how you yeah. survived it either. I mean, I was also partially hungover from drinking mimosas I mean, all the morning. It, for sure. But yeah, uh, uh, quote: "It was a life-changing experience." Really? <laughs> really? It was a life-changing experience. Life-changing. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, John Cena came out. Uh, he wrestled. Uh, yes, they did that. Yes. He wrestled The Undertaker. Okay. And, uh, well, he lost. Uh-huh. But they also brought out uh, The Yes Man. Oh, uh, Daniel Bryan. Yes. 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 <laughs> I just wait for it for a I know the occasional thing about wrestling because I follow a lot of people on Twitter who yes. just happen to be into it. Apparently the next uh, WrestleMania superstar yeah. will be Gronk. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can totally see that, by the way. Yeah, like a post-football move, I can yeah. totally see him, Gronkowski, just getting into the wrestling. Yeah, scene. but then he has to throw his body around and, you know. Yeah, it depends on how disheveled he is after NFL spits him out. Yeah. We'll see. But, yeah, I, uh, of everything we talk about, like, wrestling, <laughs> like, WrestleMania and just wrestling, like, it's a bad rap because, you know, it's not sports. That being said, the production value is great. Yeah, it's, the whole thing is production value. Oh, yeah. If you didn't have that, it wouldn't exist. Oh, no. I mean, this... I mean... It's theater. It's it's it's, oh, oh, it's yeah. a soap opera with with muscular dudes grappling with each other. That's yeah. literally what that is. And it's like, cool. You know what? Like, I mean, I have never watched a single Je- uh, Jeopardy. Jeopardy. A wrestling <laughs> thing in my life. <laughs> Subconscious there, I was thinking. Uh, but I understand why people would. Yeah. All right. But, but yeah, I mean, it, I like because I, I sat there and I didn't really watch it for the rest. I just watched it for the technical director and the lighting yeah. and the staging. And There's stuff. It's it's a full on production. Totally. I mean, it's definitely like if you're into any technical aspect in like film or TV, give WrestleMania a watch and you'll be just amazed at everything that goes into it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think we've talked enough about wrestling. WrestleMania. We sure have. Next in television is television news. Oh, apparently that Gronk thing is not made up. It's rumored. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I just totally see that. It seems like somebody who would fit right in. Yeah. Uh, moving on to television news, our first story is a kind of a follow-up to our Sinclair broadcasting story. Yes. I had actually seen parts of this on Twitter. I think this is pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. So a watchdog group uh, known for a left-leaning bias, let's be real, Allied Progress has, yes, just like that, um, has produced an ad calling on viewers to call the FCC and stop Sinclair's proposed $4 billion acquisition of Tribune Media. What makes this story interesting is that the ads will run on Sinclair-owned stations, four to be specific, in the Washington, D.C., Des Moines, Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines, Iowa, Seattle, and Baltimore. Uh, What's significant about the Baltimore area is that's uh, Sinclair's headquarters. headquarters, (laughs) So the ads were inspired by Sinclair anchors reading the same script that made the rounds last week. Yes. Um, How they were able to even buy this advertising is quite... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I had had seen this on Twitter because somebody I follow, I guess, had... uh, had found it, like, actual footage of it and posted it. And it's like, yeah. It was basically commenting how insane it is that it's Sinclair bumpers, like, with super, like, conservative stuff immediately followed by this ad <laughs> and then immediately followed by more Sinclair bumpers. <laughs> and he was, th- this guy was just saying, like, how bizarre it was. Right. So, Basically, yeah, this is happening. 
There's a fight on TV. It's a TV fight. Yeah. With your ad dollars. Um, further, a uh, little side note on Lee Sinclair. Uh, Amy Schumer was supposed to go do a press junket in the at the Washington, D.C. area yeah. for her upcoming film, I Feel Pretty. Uh-huh. Uh, because of all this Sinclair controversy, she backed out. Ooh. And is actually urging others to do, other celebrities to do Might the same. Might be a good call. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Huh, okay. So we'll have more on the continuing uh, Sinclair story as it breaks. Yeah, up until uh, they either actually do acquire Tribune yep. or it gets stopped, uh, which should take place, you know. Soon. Maybe. Hopefully within a couple months. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Moving on to something that won't happen in a couple months, but will happen later. Game of Thrones. Yes. After 55 straight nights of filming the newest uh, uh edition of this of the series the new season the longest battle in game of thrones has finished filming so they made the longest battle ever in the history of the show so i'm gonna put a caveat right here okay um it's not 55 days of filming for the entire series oh just this it's bad. 55 days of just the one okay. battle so the producers shared their thanks to the cast and crew for enduring quote the cold the snow the rain the mud the sheep shit of tomb and the winds of Magormorn. To give the context, the previous <laughs> biggest battles, including the Battle of the Bastards. Yes, the one that, of the, the episode of the same name. Yes, the the thing that won all the Emmys two years ago yeah. took about a month to produce. Yeah, this uh, the, the the nearly two point five months it took to film this one is more than double the other big battles from previous seasons. We still don't have a release date for the new season. Yes. We don't need to tell you that. You already know. Right. But no, it will premiere sometime, not this year, but 2019. Right. Just a reminder, it's sometime in 2019. Yep. It will only be six episodes. Yep. And from the sounds but of it... But will be an hour and a half each, right? Yes. There will each be an hour and a half. And from the sounds of it, this one battle will either take up one episode or two. <laughs> two. So get Probably ready. Probably two. Just the sheer amount that we're talking about here. That's a lot. I mean, two and a half months just for a battle. Yeah. And that's before they put in all the CGI stuff that's going to go into it. All right, here's a question for you. Answer. Do you think in 2039, will we see a reboot of Game of Thrones? Um, that's 20 years from next year. That's 20 years from next year. Do you think that will be enough time? You know, it actually quite possibly could be <laughs> so enough So the time. reason why I ask is because reboots are so popular right now. How popular are they? They're so popular that they've made their own genre. And yes. we, we got to talk about this now. Reboots. The success of, not the reboot show on Netflix, that's for sure. Oh, the no, that's of, not what that is. I'm sorry you know what that is, actually. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, success of Will and Grace and Roseanne reboots. Yes. Has... <laughs> Now I'm just imagining a crossover between Roseanne and Reboot. <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, has coined a new genre called the Reboot Genre. Yes. NBC Network boss Robert Greenblatt reacted to this by telling the Hollywood Reporter that shows such as Seinfeld and Friends will likely never be revived. He said, quote, We can't just reboot everything. You know, even though they, they rebooted wink, Knight Rider yeah. already. Wink, wink. And Lethal Weapon. Hint, hint. Yeah. Um, so one show, however, is that is being considered is The West Wing. Yes, this has actually gotten a lot of attention. Uh, but it would probably, if it did happen, be without Aaron Sorkin. 
the creator and writer of the bulk of the episodes, mm-hmm. as he is busy doing, quote, 10 other extraordinary things, unquote. That sounds like a very Aaron Sorkin quote. It is. Uh, in a recent interview, the reboot was brought up, and Sorkin said that he would love to see Sterling K. Brown in the role of a president, if a reboot was ever to happen. That'd right. be awesome. I would watch President Sterling K. Brown. Yeah, but Charlie K. Brown is currently attached to This Is Us, so whenever that show ends... Um, <laughs> Someday. You know, whenever, they, whenever all those characters eventually die. Yeah. Uh, yeah, then we may see a West Wing reboot. But, you know, yeah. the West Wing right now is giving us a whole lot of drama, so real one? Yeah. it may be a while. It definitely is. Uh, going hand-in-hand hand with revivals and reboots, of course, is spinoffs. And we have a new one in the works, courtesy of... Adam Savage of the Mythbusters. Yeah. So guess what? You like shows such as MasterChef Junior where kids get to cook. Well, what about a show where kids solve myths? What, like a Mythbuster Junior? Exactly. Mythbusters Junior will be a new spinoff show featuring young geniuses busting myths. With Adam Savage as the mentor, six of the nation's most scientifically savvy kids will use their skills as they separate fact from fiction over a 10-episode order. Chief Brand Officer of Discovery and Factual, Nancy Daniels, hopes to inspire future scientists and engineers through the show and make it something they can be proud of. Yeah. Mythbusters Jr. will premiere on the Science Channel in the fourth quarter of 2018. Right. So when Mythbusters originally premiered, it had this great surge because it was such an interesting concept that like people immediately gravitated towards it. It's a great concept. And they did, uh, it did end in 2015, 2016, right. uh, but they did bring it back with two new hosts uh, for the Science Channel. It hasn't fared quite as well. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, they're just still doing, like, myths and stuff, and, like, you know. It's the same structure. It's the same but, structure, yeah, but, yeah. not as exciting. But, yeah. But the fact that you have Adam Savage coming back, and it's kids this time checking them out, you know, it could, um, it has potential. I mean, I'm not going to immediately write it off like I probably should. Yeah. But if there's there's stuff here. I mean, it could turn into something. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, so did you watch anything on television this week? Uh, like I said, I watched Paterno. Paterno. Anything else? Um, just keeping up with my TV shows yep. as normal. Uh, I would like to point out uh, real briefly that this, uh, this Friday on Netflix is the... Big budget sci-fi action show, Lost in Space. Oh, yeah, right. Yes. Uh, that, uh, that is, uh, those ten episodes are premiering on Netflix. I have not heard anything about it, which no. is probably bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I will be giving that a watch. Um, the Notable this week, I keep talking about it, so that way somebody else will talk about it besides me. Star Wars The Force of Evil had its third season finale this past week. And Wait. man... Did it end on a crazy note? You know, you gotta tell me when these things are on because I won't. They know. are on. Malia did the same thing to me. We, I watched every single of the new episodes with her because she was mad that I skipped that I was watching it without her. <laughs> so yeah, uh, watch them again. Why not? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, those are on. Uh, if you missed them, they're on Disney XD's app or on demand services, um, or they'll probably be showing them uh, in marathon format at some point right. this week. They always do. But yeah, uh, uh, ends on a crazy, crazy big, uh, big note. So check that out if you've been following that show at all. If you have not, trust me. If you like stuff like uh, Steven Universe, like uh, Gravity Falls, like these lore-heavy uh, animated shows yeah. that have gotten really popular this uh, last ten years, 
Star is that. Do not let it, like, it's it's first season and the, it's accoutrement distract you. It is actually that kind of show and it has, if not deeper lore uh, going on and some great characters and some great moments. Check that out. You'll love it. Trust me. Trust uh, me on this. Speaking of Disney XD, yes. DuckTales is currently on Disney XD, yes. but will not be for the next season. Where's it going? Disney Channel proper. Proper Disney Channel. Proper That's Disney Channel. Uh, Apparently it's had a lot of success. change my DVR. Thank you. It's got a lot of success that it will be uh, airing at Disney proper. Also great. Uh, that The first bunch of episodes they put out for that thing is also good. So check that out if you yes. like cartoons. Yes. The DuckTales, don't, don't let that animation throw you off. DuckTales is actually great. pretty good. It's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move out of uh, let's see. television else? news. Yeah, I'm sure there's other stuff, but... Uh, I can't think Jeopardy's of it. in college tournament. We, oh, yes. We should mention that. Yep. Uh, American Idol is now watchable again. American Idol uh, gotten done with the, the Hollywood week, so it's good. It's into just solo rounds, so if you like singing, it's got more of that. Yep, yep. If you like your voting. If you, if like you just want to vote. Coming. Yep. All right, moving on to cancellations and renewals uh, while we're on this quick clip. Yep. Uh, first up, Shades of Blue. That is the Jennifer Lopez one? Yes. I believe that's right on NBC. Yeah, on NBC. Canceled. Huh. I would say after third season, three seasons, but its third season has not premiered and will debut in June. Yeah. So after that season airs, it will be canceled. Right. It's already been shot yeah. um, or will be wrapping up everything. So, so. Yeah. so one more yep. season of Shades of Blue and then it is done. Next up. Killing Eve on BBC America gets renewed for a second season. Everything sucks. Apparently sucks because I got canceled after one season on Netflix. Yeah. Netflix never does this unless you suck. <laughs> Everything sucks apparently. They weren't kidding. Yeah. Mom on CBS gets the sixth season. So congratulations to Academy Award winning... Uh, Allison uh, Aaron Anna uh, Ferris. Uh, 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 no. No. <laughs> You're right the first time. Future Academy Award winner Anna Ferris. I don't know about that one. All Let's right. see. Austin Janey, yep. Yeah. Uh, the Quad canceled after two seasons on BET. Alexa and Katie renewed for a second season on Netflix. Mozart in the Jungle canceled after four seasons on Amazon. Right, but we did report that the creator of, of that yes, show will be doing a different show. So, good for him. Uh, that was last week's episode, if you want to catch up on that. All right, moving on to death. So, we didn't have any last week, so we're making up for them this week, because we got, like, a bunch. Okay. First up, one that we technically missed last week, Steven Bochco, age 74. The cop guy. Cop guy, TV producer and writer of famous and television network television-changing cop shows such as Hill Street Blues, L.A. Law, and NYPD Blue. You do not have Homicide Life on the Street on here, but he was also responsible well, for Well, no, that. just did the three that it was. Uh, but yes, uh, those were huge for yeah. television. NYPD Blue especially notable for pushing the boundaries of what networks could show. Well, not only uh, that, but it was like the serial. Uh, yes. But yes, also, oh, yes, right. uh, yes, serial dramas uh, in a procedural format. Yes, procedurals. Yeah, big so, time. so he will definitely have, uh, he less, left a legacy on television. Basically, it was it was him and Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf. Yes. Those two basically ran late 90s ABC yeah. drama. Yeah, and NBC. NBC. Long yeah. Order. Long Order was NBC. NBC. Yep. All right. Moving on, uh, Don. Wow, I almost moved his letters around. Ron Dunbar. <laughs> Don Runbar. I was gonna say Don Runbar. Uh, sorry, uh, that man is dead. I should be a little uh, a little, little more sensitive. Ron Dunbar, age seventy-seven, American songwriter. 
uh, from Band of Gold in Patches. Uh, he wrote Band of Gold in Patches. I don't know. You didn't put quotes around them, so I don't know if they're songs oh, or bands. Yeah, they're, they're songs. Thank you. Uh, Grammy winner uh, from 1971. They actually may be bands. I have no idea. <laughs> I can't tell you. Also, Isako Takahata, an a- uh, age 82, a Japanese director, producer, and screenwriter. Some of his uh, stuff, Only Yesterday, The Tale of the Princess Kaguya, and if these sound... Kaguya? Kaguya. Kaguya. And if these sound familiar, that's because he's the co-founder of Studio Ghibli. So that's why. You say Ghibli, not Ghibli? Ghibli, Ghibli. So I used to say Ghibli, and then recently I heard somebody say Ghibli, and I was like, uh-oh, have I been saying it wrong this whole time? Okay, Jif. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Tell me. Tell me. Write us at mebotpodcast at gmail.com and tell me. How to pronounce that? I sure you pronounce Studio G. 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 Studio G. <laughs> you know that the, that guy. The Miyazaki place. Yeah. How do you say it? And finally, in deaths, Chuck McCann, age eighty-three, who was a voice actor in television uh, cartoons such as the original Ducktales and GI Joe. Yep. So those are your deaths, right. which brings us to the next segment, which is music. Let's move on to the billboard. We got billboards, and a sad, sad billboard has. Yep, your this, top, your hot yeah. one hundred is still freaking boring. Your number one song is still freaking God's plan. Number two, meant to be by BB Rexa and Florida Georgia Line. Number three, Psycho Post Malone featuring blah blah Ty Dollar Sign. But uh, b- bursting into the top four, The Weekend with Call Out My Name. Oh. Weekend, yes. Oh. No, actually, his name is—that's not his real name. <laughs> uh, and look alive, look alive uh, look by alive. Block Boy JB featuring Drake. All right, Drake's in uh, the chart twice. Drake's in two. Your album chart is a little more, more interesting. The aforementioned The Weekend. Uh, uh, that track comes from, of course, his new EP that he dropped, "My Dear Melancholy." I say it like that because there is a comma at the end. Uh. That is how it's written. My okay. Dear Melancholy. So you have to say it like that. So, so it's a continuation, but we don't know yeah. what it's continuing. My Dear Melancholy. So that is your number one album album uh, this week. Number two, The World Is Yours by Rich the Kid. Never heard of it. Who- number three, moving down from its inexplicable number one spot last last uh, week. Question mark by XXX Temptation. No. Uh, number four, unfortunately, our own Casey Musgraves with Golden Hour. Our favorite. Couldn't quite make it up the chart. But hey, a top five debut is not bad. Yeah. Uh, apparently on Metacritic, it's got a 90. That's not bad. It looks really good. And rounding out the top five, the greatest showman soundtrack. Hey! hey, hey. I actually, went back and listened listen to it this past weekend. All right. And it's, yeah, still holds up. I still like Your it. Your new music for this coming Friday. A Place to Bury Strangers with Pinned. Brazilian Girls with Let's Make Love. Breaking Benjamin with Ember. Yes, that Breaking Benjamin. Harry Shearer. Yes, that Harry Shearer with Smalls Change. Not sure if that's a typo or not. Jason Aldean with Rearview Town. Yes. Uh, I will be listening to that album this weekend. Um, I gave you my thoughts of Rearview Town, I think, two weeks ago when when that single dropped. The single, yes. Yeah. Cool. John Prine with The Tree of Forgiveness. Juliana Hatfield with Sings Olivia Newton-John, where I bet she sings the songs of Olivia Newton-John. She just sings to Olivia Um, (laughs) Newton-John. Somehow. Um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, who always include because their name is They are hilarious. Uh, With Gumboot Soup. King Tough with The Other. Mouse on Mars with Dimensional People. Slug 
with Higgly Piggledy <laughs> and Tanash with Joyride. Those are your albums this week. Now, moving into music news. Right. First up, do you want to go your own way? I'd love to go my own way. Well, so does Lindsey Buckingham of Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Uh, well, he's not going his own way. On his own? He's forcefully going his own way. He's being forced to go his own way. So yes, guitarist and songwriter Lindsey Buckingham, who of course famously was an original member of Fleetwood Mac, has left the group again. Or rather, he was fired again. The exit was announced via tweet by guitarist Billy Burnett, who had replaced Buckingham and the group from the period between 1987 and 1995. Unfortunately, he will not be taking his place, uh, Buckingham's place, but instead Neil Finn, former Split Ends and Crowded House frontman, will join the group as well as Mike Campbell, lead guitarist of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. The news comes from Mick Fleetwood, who said, We jammed with Mike and Neil, and the chemistry really worked. Now let the band realize that this is the right combination to go forward with in the Fleetwood Mac style. So yeah, how does it feel to be ousted by your own band? Yeah, weird, because uh, uh, Lindsey Buckingham was there when they made their... Greatest album, Rumors. I mean, that's what Rumors... I said Rumors. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember to include the S. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. weird. Uh, but yes, apparently uh, they've had trouble with him in the past, which is why he was gone during that last period of 87 and 95 as right. well. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that band has is... A, I mean, you could make the argument that a member of that band is uh, inner struggle because they've always kind of been... Their story has always been like, man, do they hate each other. But man, did they make good music! <laughs> so, well, they're really trying to outplay each other. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Um, man, were they really high? Man, yeah, <laughs> that too. It because Fleetwood Mac's like I guess has reached iconic band status. Oh, one hundred percent, yes. But you know, with ever changing members, does it really retain that? I mean, ask Paramore. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. Paramore is the modern Fleetwood Mac when you think about it. At least in, in uh, not in sound, obviously, but in, in changing lineups. I remember you told They've me had about a different this. Line, Paramore has literally had a different lineup for every single release. I think I remember you telling yeah. me this. Every single album they've put out, they've had a different lineup. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Like, the band <laughs> the band name Paramore is, like, owned by the studio, so that's it's, why they can... There's a weird thing... Well, we're getting way off topic. Oh, yeah, we but, are. But anyways, it's a weird thing about who got the record deal, whether it was just Haley Williams or the entire band, and I guess it kind of was just Haley. Yeah. And stuff like that. It's, it's a complicated thing. Read the Wikipedia. Yeah, we read Wikipedia on Paramore. <laughs> on Paramore. Yeah. And Fleetwood Mac. It's probably just as fascinating. Right. For similar reasons. All right, moving on to Universal Love. I've been seeing a Twitter ad for this thing all week, and I was wondering what it was. Yes. It's a compilation EP that has been released and reimagines wedding songs, but for LGBT couples. It changes the pronouns. That's cool. Uh, from Songs from uh, such artists as Bob Dylan, St. Vincent, Kesha, Kelly Okereke. I'm butchering this. <laughs> it looks Hawaiian. Valerie June and Ben Gibbard from Death Cab. Yes. Um, Universal Love was funded by MGM Resorts International, and its songs are intended to function as wedding anthems for same-sex couples. Songs like She's Funny That Way, I've been changed to He's Funny That Way, and Janis Joplin's song I Need a Man to Love changed to I Need a Woman to Love. I mean, you can kind of just do this yourself. 
But now there's an but official... But now there's official versions of it. Yes, there's official versions that you can nice. buy and yeah. a company can make money off of. That's cute. Uh, Alright, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, this actually was uh, spearheaded by Bob Dylan, funny enough. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it is what it is. It's it fun. Is. It's cute. You know, like, like you said, couple like gay couples have been doing this for a long time now. Or they've just been doing the song. But, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good to have variety. It's, it is. Okay, our last full story before we get into some bits for you. Yeah. Uh, Jackie Chan. He's yes. He's not only a famous actor that Jackie and, Chan. uh, he's not only a famous actor and, um, uh, stunt artist, he is also a musician. The 63-year-old has revealed that he will be releasing his brand new music album. I like that. Music album. He calls it a music album. <laughs> you know, an album full of music. <laughs> uh, later this year. Well, that's different from a spoken word album. <laughs> yes, that's true. According to a report by the unfortunately titled The Oriental Daily, yes. the album took him three years to finish and received a lot of help from his friends in the entertainment industry. Because when you're Jackie Chan, why wouldn't you use those friends? Yeah. So guess that, Guess what? This is not his first album. What? Rather, he has put it Put out ten full-length studio albums. Thanks for feigning uh, shock there. Uh, <laughs> has put out ten full-length studio albums under his name. But the last one released in 2002. Yeah, so it's been a while. The album... It's I want to see him do a cover of Been a While. Uh, his <laughs> album is due out in August, and he's even hired JC, his son, as the music director. I guess that would be JC Chan. JC Chan. It's <laughs> a good name. All right, so check that out. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, it, that's basically in the other news. Like, <laughs> Jackie Chan one Chan, apparently has an album, has put out albums. Yeah, I'm very curious now. Yeah, uh, uh, there was a clip attached to the article I read. Yeah. Uh, back in 2002, I guess, 2002 or 2004, um, him doing a duet and actually holding his own. So he can huh, carry it cool. too. I like how you included uh, in the picture for on here for the live stream, you've included a picture from the animated series Jackie Chan Adventures. I mean, where else is everyone going to know Jackie Chan from? Uh, uh literally anything else? <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, let's wrap it up with some bits. The bits. First bit, the Arctic Monkeys announced a new album called Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. They're also on tour right now, but apparently tickets are impossible to get. Uh, Kamazi Washington announces a new album called Heaven and Earth. The band L7 uh, announces their new album, uh, but it won't be released until February of next year. But it will be 20 years since the first album they put out called Slap Happy. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, that is... Uh, well, that's all we have for music news. Music news. But you have uh, an album you listen to. Yes. Well, well first... Yeah, for better or for worse. <laughs> well, first, before we get to that album, we're going to uh, get to a song. Okay. Uh, a by, song. By one, by one uh, country artist named Kenneth Chesney. Oh, uh, a Kenny Chesney? Yes. Joint? Dropped? Yes. Kenny Chesney uh, released his new song this past uh, weekend called okay. Get Along. I Don't Want To. Well, this, this song sounds like a rough draft and okay. a first-time artist song. It's, it's not good. Is Kenny Chesney trying to rebrand himself? Is that what you're saying? I don't know, but Again. this is more of a sing-along song where yeah. you can change the... Like, I just imagine it like some like guy who knows how to play a few cards and chords on the guitar. Yeah. Sitting around a campfire like, come on, guys, sing along. And it's uh. just like... 
Like get along. I was like, yeah, get along. Sounds like, terrible. Like, we'll get along. We'll so you sing made a, a song. So you wrote a campfire song. Yeah, it's a campfire okay. song. Okay. Okay. This is Kenny Chesney channeling his inner John Denver. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, it's it's okay. I mean, right. I don't hate it. It's gonna be catchy. I could see this thing being played on the radio. Sure. Uh, country but, radio. Country radio. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that also means that we have a new Kenny Chesney album coming out, as we always do. As we always do. But the, you also listened to an album this week. You took one for the team. Oh yes. You listened to the new uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars record. Yes, and how I wish the thing was only thirty seconds long. Oh man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I listened to the took new me fifteen seconds. That's half the way to Mars. <laughs> For the last time. <laughs> That's not fact. That is the name of a band. Yeah. So, um, so 36 to Mars put out a new album last week called America. Yeah, America in all caps. Yeah, it was America in all caps. But the cover art does not have that. No. No. It's, it's, names. Yes. Uh, it has five or six different names on it. Uh, I I meant to look up what the names stand for, but I uh, didn't. It's actually pretty easy. It's it's basically like at the very bottom, it also has the text six American names. Yeah. I guess it is. The idea is is that these are names that elicit. Oh, it's this person in American pop culture. Yeah, but one of them's Jesus. One of them is Jesus. Yeah, but I guess that's He's kind of commentary American. now, is it? <laughs> I didn't say it was good commentary. Uh, I just said it's commentary. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of the level of what we're dealing with here. Is what yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, basically. I so mean, how's the how's the music on this thing? Um, okay, actually. Okay. Uh, I I say that hesitantly too because had um Lincoln Park and had Imagine Dragons not put out two out al- like an album last year. Yeah. This thing would have been you know welcomed with open arms. Yeah. But. But. Because of those two exist, and because those two have been played on the radio for so long, uh, for about a year now... Diminishing returns. Oh, severely. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, though. The first two songs on that album are great. Walk on Water, which is used in commercials. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Dangerous Night. Now, if I didn't like Walk on Water at all, let's say if I detest it, do you think I would enjoy the rest of this album? Um, depends because Walk on Water is their like big stadium. It's a big song. stadium anthem. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a stadium anthem. Yeah. Um, kind of the same thing with Dangerous Night. Yeah. Everything else on this album, however, doesn't quite hit those highs. Sure. You said there's a Halsey duet in there. Yeah. There's a Halsey duet because now it's required. To have to, to, Halsey to have, involved have, in every project. Well, to have a female pop star. Yeah, but mostly Halsey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it. Law of Diminishing Returns is, I guess, the easiest way yeah. to put this thing. I mean, yeah, I mean. It's hard to yeah. say that. <laughs> it's hard to tell me for you to go and listen to this, even no. if you do like 30 Seconds to Mars. Because I would just direct you to go listen to the Linkin Park album one more like, or go listen to right. Evolve by Magic Dragons. There's they, alternatives. They have, they're, well, there's funny, alternative there's alternatives. There's alternatives. Yeah, they're, they're alternatives to the alternatives. <laughs> and it's that's, just, that's what they should call the album. I know. Alternative to the alternative. 
But yeah, there's just a better alternative songs <laughs> yeah. out there or albums that make this album seem like a copycat album. Sure. It's trying to mimic what those two bands have by listening to them and then being like, well, I could do that. And yet it's a cheap imitation and that's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It is super unfortunate because... I mean, I don't wish any good on Jared Leto, but... Well, uh, yeah, I mean... (laughs) I do also wish that music is good. I wish, yeah, I wish... (laughs) I wish every song... Well, I know every song can't be an anthem, but I wish at least half of them were as good as the first two songs. Yeah. If that was the case, then I would definitely say, give us a listen. There's definitely songs out here that you'll like. Fair enough. Just listen to the first two. That's all you need. Yeah. Although, I will um, get, have to give a shout-out to one other song on here, if I can remember what it was. Uh-huh. Uh, nope. No, I can't. Nope. Okay. Let's move on, then. Oh, yeah. There it is. Uh, Great Wide Open. Okay. That is a... That's a return to form of old 30 Seconds to Mars. So, look forward to hearing that in the interstitials this coming football season. Probably. All right! <laughs> yeah. Or... or more likely, the NBA. Uh, yeah. Well, as they get their, do their, their playoff basketball. Yep. Look forward to that. Yeah. Um, I also listen to an album, the, as far opposite as you can get from 30 Seconds to Mars, I listen to the new Hopalong record. Uh, so, uh, Bark Your Head Off Dog, the newest from Hopalong. This is just on the edge of being like, they're, they're almost there breaking through. Like, I've seen more mainstream outlets reporting on them now, so I feel like I can kind of talk about them on this podcast now. <laughs> I See, I have to, I can't really talk about a lot of bands that uh, that I listen to on this podcast because I feel like it doesn't play. Now, is Hopalong the one we went and saw? No. I have never seen Hopalong. I'd love okay. to see them someday. But they never come to L.A. Uh, they're based in Philadelphia. So, oh, okay. don't really make the trip down here that often. I think they played FYF last year, two years ago. They didn't get to go. Um, so they rarely come down here. Uh, but anyways, so their new album, this is their third. Uh, it does, If you've heard of them at all, uh, check them out uh, uh, if you haven't. Um, but their, their sound is incredibly hard to describe. So I would just say listen to it. Uh, but yeah, compared to the first two albums, it's an expansion of the sound, but it also kind of brings back some of the older sounds of, from like the first album, combines them kind of with the power that they, uh, that they, the, of the powerful approach that they used in the second. Um, it's very, very, very good. They experiment with freaking auto-tune in a song. <laughs> There's a full string section in a couple of songs. There's, uh, even, uh, some play with like a breakbeat. In one in one of the choruses of 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 of, the, of one of the songs, I've been thinking about doing a thoughts post to put on the website, but I don't know whether it would be read. So I'm like, eh, kind of of two minds about it. But I've been listening to this literally every day since last Friday. I I constantly <laughs> hear you reference yes. Hopalong. They're my and favorite. Like they're currently touring, touring like currently. Uh, active band they're yeah. absolutely my favorite band right now yeah because the way you keep uh, putting it it sounds yeah. like they're just scratching the surface of becoming mainstream they're so and close yet, and yet they don't not, not that they don't want to open that door it's that well, that door is it's a really sound there. their sound also yeah their sound also doesn't really play f- for a wide audience it's really hard to describe mm-hmm. uh but yeah so check that out 
Uh, they, they need that the, sounds interesting to you. They need that uh, stadium. They, they, they're never going to get there. They're not that kind of band, but I think that's fine. It's fine. All right. That, that's actually one thing about then. that Casey Musgraves album. Yeah. Just, just her as in general is that her sound isn't like the big it's never stadium sound. Be. It's never going to be. But that's not what she's going for. Right. But yeah, that's those two albums right now are battling for <laughs> battling for your ears right now for 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 my for my plays. So it's it's good company to share. All right, uh, uh, let's yeah. move out of music oh, and into yeah. and, uh, our final well, segment well, here. Well, lastly, um, okay. the Stagecoach album for me has been made, so I'll be listening to that. Yes, I went through the. Stagecoach went, playlist, you mean? Yes. Of everybody who's going to be there. Yes. I went through what sounded like the whole discography uh-huh. of Keith Urban. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I was, I love the songs I actually knew, before, yeah. but I didn't realize that was him singing. Uh, but also, like, a lot of them started to blend together. Yeah, I bet. And it was like, well... It's How's, like, how does Told You So hold up? <laughs> See, I can't, I can't pull that one out. <laughs> it's a rock band. That's the only reason why I can pull that one out. Yeah. I played it on a rock band. But yeah, I went through that, and then I went through about half... What uh, about Kiss a Girl? That one's... <laughs> yeah, I, remember, I know that one. That's a Keith Urban song. Yes. That one holds. Anyway, That one sticks out in my head. <laughs> Considering that, that I, I'll think of that instead of this. Yeah. Kiss the Girl. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, and then I went through about half of Florida Georgia Line. Ah! <laughs> Thankfully, it was only the hits, so I knew. And you're them. alive to tell this story. So I knew them because they were the hits. Ugh. But uh, I'm continuing through this nine-hour journey. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, you're doing this on my Spotify account, are you? What? Yeah. Oh, oh no! I've, it's uh, well, it is, but it's um, <laughs> it's offline. Okay, good. <laughs> Don't worry. You scared me. Don't worry. It's I put it offline. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. All right. Let's on. move out of music. We've talked. To music to death for All right. the first time ever we talked about music so let's go to video games. games yeah let's go to the video games your new releases in video games this week the bunker on switch rick and morty virtual rickality comes to playstation 4 vr extinction for ps4 and xbox one super daryl deluxe <laughs> I don't know what's up with that. I don't know. It's just a hilarious who's, name. Who's Daryl? It's just a hilarious name. Again, you're doing the thing where you... These are last week's games, by the way. No, uh, Play not. I wrote all these names last week. Uh, Super Daryl Deluxe comes to PS4 and Switch, by the way. Masters of Anima. Not anime. Anima. Comes to PlayStation 4 and Switch. And Rogue Aces comes to PlayStation 4 and Switch. I'll say no, because I used the Giant Bomb list. There must be some crossover then. Yeah. All right, moving into movie, video, movie, bleh, video game news. It's been a long podcast. Yes, let, let, let's get out of the U.S. and go across the way here. Let's go to South Korea. Yeah, they have the Olympics. Yeah, why not? Three game makers are now facing financial penalties for their deceptive randomized in-game item promotion. A.K.A. You know, loot, boxes, loot boxes. Or loot crates. The problem isn't the loot boxes themselves, but rather the way they were advertised. The Korean company Nexon, which you may have heard of uh, from online games such as MapleStory, yes. advertised 16 unique pieces provided at random, but the drop rate was 0.5% for a quarter of those items. Yeah, uh, that, that's kind of a problem when you, when someone spends $350 Oof, yeah, and don't get to, to get a quarter those of items? those things. Yeah. 
a company called Netmarble, which is a good name, was worse, where you can get a rare monster advertised at under 1%, but we're actually 0.0005%. Yeah. And while technically correct at under 1%. Technically it's under a percent. Still, the Korean Fair Trade Commission had it with these customer manipulations and fined them a combined 925,000 equivalent US dollars. Yes. Netmarble is accepting the punishment, but Nexon is challenging the penalty. So, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the, again, this isn't the fact that loot boxes are in the games. That's not what they're advertised. That's yeah. not what it is. It's drop rates, which I believe in the U.S. now have to be visibly displayed in the either in the game or in the description of the games. For, for mm. mobile, at least. Alright. Yeah. It's, it's good to see some punishment happening. Maybe it'll change some people. Next so, up. Alright. Next up. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Yeah, oh. remember that game everybody was talking about before Fortnite? Oh, yeah. Well, they are feeling the pressure from Fortnite. They want some changes. They want to introduce some stuff for you. The developer of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, aka Player Unknown, has added <laughs> a team deathmatch style called uh, a team deathmatch style mode called War Mode to the custom games this week, and it plans to roll out the mode to all players at a as a time limited event at some point in the future. Only PUBG partners can create custom games, but anyone can play provided they have an invite. Right. By partners, it means basically the guys on Twitch who get the high streams. Yeah. Or the people like on YouTube. Anyone AKA in marketing the, partners. Yeah, anyone in the know of PUBG that, right. that they use as marketing tools. Yeah. Yeah, they get the access codes. They're not done with that, though. Other updates added this week, including melee-only mode. And they've added shotguns to the arsenal. Isn't melee only mode just punch out? It's like slappers. Oh, slappers. Like in yeah. Um, also, uh, you don't have this here, but they also introduced a new small island. You uh, know, in case you want to play on a smaller island. I thought there already was an island, but they just moved it closer. No, no, no. They made a new map called oh, the Small Island. Oh, they moved map. And it's a small island. It's, oh, it's, it's okay. smaller. Small. You know, in case you were tired of wandering around. Yeah, yeah, it's small. <laughs> All right, right, uh, next up, this is a weird story here. It is super weird. What's a binge pipe? Yes, a binge pipe is where you can binge all your media. Uh It's a new app, or not a new new app, Uh it's a new uh, web um, company. And Uh they've made Uh uh, quite the splash Uh uh, these past couple of weeks. All right. what? Well, well, they, they led up. This was basically like this underground thing that uh-huh. a couple developers knew about. Okay, yeah. Um, basically, leading up to um, <laughs> April Fool's, April 1st. Uh-huh. What, and what happened? Well, what <laughs> happened was that a big announcement was made. Um, not Unfortunately, not on April 1st, but rather this past week at PAX East. Uh-huh. I think you got the story. Uh, okay, I was seeing see how far, far you would go. Uh, All this, of course, is not true. This is a made-up thing. Uh, uh, that's why I was letting you have fun with I know. It before I <laughs> shot down your dreams. Uh, this was all a big joke about Jackbox Party Pack Five. We're getting a fifth edition of the Jackbox Party Pack. Uh, this time with eight-player support yes. locally. I'm guessing. Uh, yes. Uh, well. 
Because it's always been eight players, right? Yes. Well, Depending on the game. Well, no. Um, previous uh, Jackbox, like, specifically Jackbox, was six-player supported. Uh-huh. This is eight because um, they've been able to update cool. and put out the Jackboxes, or the, the Jackbox yeah. Party Packs, yeah. uh, as we've uh, have not only have streamed uh, here, but also yes. we've reported on last year when yes. they released Jackbox Party Four. Pack 4. So yes, five will include uh, not only uh, the original uh, "You Don't Know Jack" optimized for eight players, right? But we'll also have four other games, mystery games that we may not even know about yet, right? But given that we have seen um, several of these games in other Jackboxes, yeah. we can safely assume one at least will be a drawing game. I want TKO two. <laughs> Give me TKO2. I don't know how you do a sequel to that. I don't know how you make it weirder or what new things you could do with that game. I'm actually a fan of Civic Doodle. Civic Doodle's fun. You never played played that one. Not yet. But yeah, uh, you don't need... So the good thing about these Jackbox games is you don't need to be in the same room to play them. You just need the Jackbox code. Yep. And a connected internet device. All right. Yep. Let's move out of that. So that's cool. We'll uh, probably be checking that out when that comes out. Yeah. So long story short. Yeah. Uh, new. Yeah. Long story short. Long story new short. New Jackbox coming out at the end of the year. Cool. Let's move into some bits. All right. The... Let's, let's wrap it up with the bits. Bits. How many bits? Eight bits. Eight, uh, Thirty-two <laughs> bits. Four, four bits. bits. <laughs> Is it college yet? Yeah. Right. All right. Oh. The bits in video games. First up. GTA Five has sold 90 million units, bringing its total haul to $6 billion. Yes. That how is big, insane. How much is $6 billion? Well, <laughs> A lot of money. Well, it is officially the the, the highest, highest selling, largest selling media um, entity of yeah. all time. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. That's that's accounting for inflation, I'll, I'll mind you. And it's not done. Yeah. And it's not done. Yes. You're not shutting it down. No. It's it, gonna keep going. It's the fact that it's still sixty dollars in stores. Yeah. Is insane. It's crazy. I think should be discounted easily. Which <laughs> should be twenty bucks. Yeah. Less. All right. Uh, next up in the bits, a uh, story confirming what our suspicions from last week. Guess what? It's real. The Spyro Reignited trilogy. Yeah. So the trailer dropped the day the after. morning after we talked about it. So yeah, um, it will be scheduled for September 2018 and will be a repackaging and remastering of the first three Spyro games, the PlayStation 1 games. Yes. Um, this will not be a PlayStation exclusive. No. It will also be on Xbox, Xbox One. One. No word about Switch? No word about Switch ah. yet. Okay. But I don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. The fact me. that the Crash is getting a port to the Switch yeah. means that they're, they're going to port the Spyro. The Spyro? E- either eventually <laughs> or, you know, upon release. All right. And um, a real fun fact about that is it's being developed by Toys for Bob, the developer uh, that did the Skylanders games. Okay. Makes sense, you know. Skylanders, Skylanders is... was a Spyro spinoff. Yes. Technically speaking. Our last bits is another kind of follow-up. We had announced a while ago the Mega Man X Anniversary Collection. Well, it is finally dated. It will be released one and two, the both collections, on July 26th. So that's, I believe, uh, major consoles. Major consoles. Yep. So that's PS4, Xbox One. I don't know about Switch. 
Yes. But yeah. Um, also in the bits, uh, one of our favorite times of the year, Summer Games Done Quick uh, yes. is coming up in Sometime. the end of Summer. end of June. Okay. Uh, end of June into July, and the list of games have been announced on their website. If you want to check Ooh. that out, that is at gamesdonequick.com. Sweet. The list of games are up. The times are not up, however. Uh, they the will be for a little bit. Yeah, that, uh, the, that's scheduling. But the list of games, uh, there may still be more yet to be added. But I did happen to notice Mario Odyssey run in just over an hour. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. All right, cool. That's a whole lot of bunch of stuff to look forward to then. Yeah. And I All think right, that, that wraps, wraps up oh. video games, and that also wraps up today's podcast. All right. So if you want to track us down. And get to know yes. what we're all about. Well, you can find our live show every Wednesday night on YouTube. Just search Media Boat Podcast and find our channel there. We go live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Right here. If you want to know when we go live, subscribe to our channel. Click on that little bell and we'll let you know when we go live at the moment we do. If you want to hear the audio version of our podcast, we are on Apple Podcasts, as well as a lot of other podcast machinery that you get your stuff on. Yes, thank you, Vanna White. Um, and I don't have a symbol for podcast here. Right, podcast. <laughs> so just listen to it. Podcast. Uh, but yeah, uh, check that out on any of your RSS feed-driven podcast machines. We're there. Uh, you can also find ours on social media. We're on Twitter, at MediaBoatCast. Social, the social media. Social media. Uh, uh, we're on uh, the Facebook. Uh, we're on Facebook. Just search Media Boat Podcast and you'll find us. We're on twitch.tv when we stream video games, such as our continuing stream of MLB The Show 18. We'll do probably one more wrap-up, playoff-related, maybe, stream of some sort yeah. uh, 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 to kind of cap off the game. Uh, so, we'll ch- so check that out. We'll uh, tweet when we're uh, live with that stuff. Right. Um, um, I think I've made my decision, and that okay. I'll just gonna, just gonna buy God of War when it releases on the twentieth. Right. Okay. I mean, so yeah, if you we'll want we'll to s- spend money on that, I mean, we could try to get it. Oh uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll download it. We try to get GameFly, is what I'm saying. But okay. yeah, but I know I've, I've bought all the God of War games. So you might. So might so why stop now? Why stop now? <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, uh, that's on the twentieth. So that'll be coming up later in the month on Twitch. So, uh, else, elsewhere on the internet, we are also on Patreon. You can help us out with money. You can donate as little as a dollar a month uh, to help us make content and make content just exclusively for our patrons. So check that out. You can also find us on our website, mediaboatpodcast.com. Go there for all our uh, features that go up every week, our thoughts about uh, things we've seen or played or listened to, are all there, so mediavotepodcast.com is the destination. And that will wrap it up. That will do, that will it, do it us. We will here. see you guys next week for another edition of the Media Boat Podcast. In the meantime, smooth sailing. In the meantime, <laughs> keep watching some playoff hockey. We haven't keep... made a boat joke in, in like a year, I swear. I know. I just made one. Okay. <laughs> Alright, yeah, thank you all for, for, for watching. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. And, uh, yes. Check out our website. Check out our thoughts. Leave us some comments. Yep. Bye. Bye.